0: Hey gang this is Fillmore. just letting you know that if you enjoy our podcast quite frankly, a Howard Stern podcast and you'd like to donate some money for the upkeep uh, or you want to request certain clips, please donate to our patreon page at patreon.com slash jimfix that's j i m f i double x you can donate as much as you want for as long as you want There's absolutely no obligation
1: makes me feel like a you know what the but none of that stuff impresses me. I'm not a big uh, star effer, I'm not uh, really... Hey, stop it, just stop. I'm not into <laughs> stop, it. please. You please, think I'm a star please, effer? Why well, go? Because I've gotten friendly with uh, Kira, she lives in my neighborhood. That's because you're a star effer. No, she invites me to a million things. <laughs> I said a star effer, she's a nice girl. What were you doing this weekend? I'm really into the internet now, I've developed a love of the internet. Mm. And I can't stand that this, this schlub, Phil Graham, is screaming that we have to censor the Internet. It's just, it's, it's repulsive to me. It's repugnant. Listen, I, I'm very well versed on the new technologies. You know what a SIM card is? Yes, I do. Okay. I do. I see
0: it in my phone. All right. I take the you're
1: bath. not only going to see it in your phone, you're going to see it in your car very soon, a SIM card.
0: You know? Mm-hmm.
1: And once that happens, it's called Game Changer. I'd never read the social media comments about this show. A, I can't stand social media because I hate that people have power now. You know, in the old days, if you hated me, you'd have to write a letter to the station. What do you think about Baba Booey? What do you think about Artie? Everyone likes Artie. Artie's super funny. They yeah. describe him as, you know, a little bit crude, but funny and uh, likable. Baba Booey, everyone loves Baba Booey. I'm reading the research, and then it gets to me, and they go, well, because Howard's so controversial, but maybe this is the reason for the result. Like, 40% of the people kind of like me. The rest of them think I'm a fucking asshole. Really? Crude. Everybody disgusting. loves Artie. Oh, Artie, yeah. They love yeah but are you sure they really know who me and Baba Boo are? And the other thought I had was that if the FCC does kick us off the air, how would we reach these millions of people that listen to us? Will we just fade away? What if we have an announcement to make to them or we want to communicate with them? This would be a great contingency. So make it free, make it up there, and let the fans have fun. And I didn't have any moderators. Nothing. I said, anyone us do it up there. Yeah, but, So now when you go on, there, there's like thousands of posts of just like, and I don't even know who the people are. It's almost like people who hate the show more than people who like it. And it's like, you get on there and it's like, Stern sucks, he's a homo, uh, Robin's a pain in the ass, that's a horse face, uh, Artie's a, 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 a jack-off, um, you know, kill Howard. Oh, well, what am I going to do? <laughs> anyway, the birthday bash is there for you for free, and not because I couldn't sell it to a network. Yes, many networks did want it, but I thought this But would who be would nice.
0: even think that way? I don't know. And it,
1: the the thoughts are so rapid.
0: Welcome everybody for the second part of our breakdown of the summit video, uh featuring uh, myself, Jim Fix, aka Fillmore, aka Fillmore Fingers, etc. Uh, and of course my wonderful co-host Sam.
2: Hey guys. <laughs> Ready, ready, feel motivated.
0: <laughs> yeah. Inspiration. Does this, does this make you want to go out and tweet people to come, in, come into your house and visit you? Um, we just want to read some comments from Facebook uh, listeners. And this one's from Ken McKenna, who asked a couple questions. He said, uh, great job, guys. I hope you turn it into a four-part show. So much information to be gleaned. Have you ever thought about Marcy Turk and getting things done in terms of Don... Buckwald retiring Stern never did anything good on his own. Don was always there, but right around the getting things done time, I think Don announced his retirement. Maybe Howard was looking for help because Don was going away. And the truth is, yes, um, there's a very good chance that Marcy, he was, he thought he would keep her, put her in the wings, but I don't think they're tied in. I think it was sort of in the back of his mind. Um, he, cause Robin was no longer in studio And he lost the lawsuit. And I think he was psychically going like a little fucked up, Howard, at that time. So uh, what about you, Sam? What do you think?
2: Well, I think we addressed that in the first part of how he was finally realizing that the winds and the climate of how people retain radio is completely different. And Mm -hmm. he's fallen behind. Before he realized it, he was already way behind. No, People were lapping him at that point, podcasting wise. So I think that Marcy seemed like a newer, fresher con artist, (laughs) so to speak. And Don is this wise, trusted advisor when it comes to deal making. But I don't know if Howard necessarily trusted his instincts when it came to what what to do next to make a show relevant again. And this woman probably spoke the language that Howard wanted to hear Yeah, and made him feel like, Ooh, I'm doing my homework assignment. Look at my giant science fair project of post-its everywhere and whiteboards.
0: You get a sticker. Um, the, the other thing was guys, you got to keep in mind middle of 2012, he announces, and we're going to play some of the audio His he's into getting things done. And he was referred to by Mars, by David Allen's people or David Allen himself, knowing Stern's like, you know, wealth, I'm sure it was David Allen himself who got on the phone with him and said, we'll send some, we'll send a (laughs) fuck. rift her over. <laughs> go, go ahead.
2: Just like he can't bother to like look at his iPhone for the weather. He needs fucking Al Roker calling him. Yeah. His own personal weather person.
0: It was all about email. So we'll play some of it. But um, I think uh, the the Don Buckwell connection is as, as we said before in the Reddit um, uh, rumor uh, thing, the serious problem, Don supposedly knew nothing about it. And if you're if you're if you're in with your agent 100% don should and would have known about marcy unless it had nothing to do with him retiring it was just something that completely separate that howard decided fuck it i'm keeping this for myself this is something new and it's it's it, i don't i find it so hard to believe that don would know wouldn't wouldn't have known about it except if howard didn't trust him and one of the things in that reddit post was the howard tv deal When that was going, or when that went, uh, supposedly there was a clause in the contract that if nobody picked up Howard TV, Sirius would retain the rights to all the videos. And supposedly Don missed that in contract, and when no one picked it up, they they lost the rights to the old video stuff. Which I don't know is true, because he's using it now, in, in an edited form. Sam?
2: Well, it's... I... I have a hard time thinking that he wouldn't know about it. But mm. if he did, I feel like Don is smart enough to sniff out that sort of grifting cult-like mentality. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Robbins went through so many. And... He could, spot, I mean, I could imagine him spotting this, and he always had good instincts when it came to making deals. Now, I was listening to, um, I believe it was Opie's podcast last mm-hmm. week, and he was talking about how his agent was absolute shit for instincts, and they could have had Bill Burr on the channel, they could have had uh, Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. everything, and they his agent was like, he wants this or creative rights or no screw this. What do they know? (laughs) Yeah. You know? So I think, I think, um, I think that he had to have known, but maybe it was too late. He was, she already had her hooks in.
0: I think, I think possibly Don was, um, a little more hands off, maybe a little too hands off near the end, and he got a little soft and slow. Because if you think about Elvis and Colonel Tom Parker, which is a w- amazing analogy if you think about it, um, Don Buckwald was responsible for Howard getting on video, first of all. In Playboy, he did an interview in '94 and said, Uh, They asked him, would you ever, you know, just record your show on video and put it on TV? And he goes, no, I don't think so. I I think, you know, the intimacy of the studio is uh, not the same when you film it and different on radio. Don was the one who insisted on it. And since then, it was the only way he was remotely comfortable and he made shitloads of more money off of it. So Don was the brains behind that. If you left it up to Howard, he'd still be fucking bending over TV hosts in Syracuse and you know, and kissing fucking, what's his name? <laughs> it was all, kissing like male hosts on daytime, like cable
2: yeah. talk
0: shows. So, um, dons the Having real brains funeral of the operation.
2: Concerts.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the Turk thing is we're going to listen to some of it now. So you guys, you guys decide for yourselves. Uh, this one is Howard learns getting things done.
1: I had like the best uh, time. I, you know, I'm into this book, getting things done. And so now I am operating. I have zero email in my. inbox. you still
2: have zero email in your
1: zero email, email, email in my inbox. <laughs> who, who wants to He's applaud so that? I'm so proud of that. I'm so proud. You know, I had over two thousand email in my inbox, and now I have zero.
0: Now I I must have like five, ten thousand. I don't give a fuck. I <laughs> just don't give a fuck. It's I'm almost the opposite. The
2: like I don't. I look at my email every day, and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's mostly like confirmation for Amazon orders or co- conversations with her teachers or mm-hmm. or work stuff. I, I really don't see the big deal in deleting emails, though. Like you read it, you delete it. You, yeah. Or you switch it to a different folder. Why is this a, an accomplishment? Unless, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Unless it, you really... have a, a sweet potato for a brain. I'm not <laughs> sure what the fuck is going on with this accomplishment.
0: I think he's he's this is like uh, he learned how to potty
1: <laughs> and, and like um, I have them in different folders things I need to do and I'm through uh, so <laughs> all my tasks are you going to these different folders and now addressing yeah. these emails? yes I am uh, every, every time, two
0: and three times a day isn't this the really the equivalent of him sh- showing his parents look I took my first shit you know I wiped Anyway, he's going to go into it a little bit. He's going to explain. This is where he sort of breaks that little pretense. He says about the woman, but he doesn't mention Marcy's. Hearing up
1: my business. I'm on well, a mad how many ass i
0: email to. in the folders.
1: Um. Well, there were a lot, but now there's now I'm almost down to down to none because I'm I'm taking care of. You yeah, know, just
0: moving right through it. It
1: huh? teaches you how to get. Well, I sat with a woman from uh, from getting things done from nine o'clock in the morning till five o'clock in the evening. I. I...
0: Okay. Nine o'clock in the morning till five o'clock in the evening for him to understand how to fuck an empty email box. Just imagine guys, no one comes over for a seven hour tutorial on email distribution, uh, unless they're coming over to weed. To me, it, it lends more credence to the idea that she was over every day, constantly indoctrinating him.
2: Okay. A yep. nine-to-five job. I think about all I do in a day at work. This idiot can't even figure out how to function emails. In 2000, by the way, would take maybe 10 minutes to get rid of. It's yeah. not even difficult.
0: Yeah, no. You just batch delete and, you know, just itemize. You just search for a keyword like Amazon and then mass delete.
2: Uh. So he learned how to flush. Good job. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> great. Yeah. I studied with her.
1: And I um I got my email down to zero and she's terrific and she put me into a whole new frame of mind with my with the way I work. Uh, I, I don't know <laughs> this if you time
2: <laughs> this time I didn't plug the bowl. <laughs> I used I just enough. A you?
1: It is the greatest feeling ever to be this organized. I feel incre- I feel very organized. You jealous, John? (laughs) uh No. (laughs) How many emails do you have? You made made a slab.
0: I made a I
2: I sunk that floater. You proud of me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) The spanner (laughs) didn't didn't make it all the way across.
1: And your email? Well, probably two or three unread from this morning. I always go through. Oh, you do? Yeah. And where do you put them? Let's say you have a task that you have to conduct later. Where do you?
0: It's not like he's he's talking about having to move boxes from a move, and like you just you know where do I put the oven? Where do I put the you know? It's fucking emails, guys. This is the level of intelligence you're dealing with. Go ahead, Sam.
2: Where did you put them? Like it's Anne Frigg's diary that you had to hide behind the wall or something. <laughs>
0: They're what looking is... for the lost, where... the lost <laughs> ark of the covenant. <laughs>
2: You're not Hillary Clinton. Nobody's looking for your emails. Chill out. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> put it. I either keep it as an unread message, go which ahead. reminds me to get back to it, something I can do that day. Wrong. But go ahead. Or <laughs> I've got folders that I put it in depending ah, on what it is. Folders,
1: like phone calls and this kind of thing. Computer, what you can do with your computer, what you can do. No. What are your categories <laughs> of the phone?
0: <folder>? More related. <laughs> That's all about like email dick measuring. I got seventeen folders.
2: No, Each one, I got is... the
0: tan mom folder. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have, I have thirty clips of Jeff the drunk alone in this folder.
0: <laughs> Howard, you beat me. <laughs> it to the subject matter, like
1: no, what, no, that's that, not the way we do it, that's the wrong way to do it. That's the wrong way. You're doing a how did you job. learn how to do it?
0: You put phone calls and one, phone calls,
1: computer items that I can do at the computer. What about if you have an email you need to return it, but you don't have time to write the email right then, or you need to uh... that goes into my actions folder? It means uh, I have an action, yeah. and if it needs more than one action, it becomes a project. If it becomes a project, I outline what I need to do and I do one thing at a time. Ooh.
0: So that sounds like, like the way it just came out of his mouth was like something you were fed uh, psychically, like while you were sleeping subliminally by some cult. And that sounds exactly like a cult would be. Um it's cult speak cuz it comes out so fast. He's never that good with words. Go ahead. And Jessica. it
2: has a it has a cadence to it. Kind of like right. our father mantra. who art in heaven, hallowed <laughs> be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this yeah. day our daily yeah. bread. You know what I mean? Like I'm sitting here and the way he said like a, that like reminds me of yes, and how do I know that? Because a cult called religion. <laughs> you know, it's just it's every it's all, all cults are like this. Or all not. I'm not anti-religion, by the way. My kid goes yeah. to a Catholic school. Right.
0: But now <laughs> many That's all right. Come on. Rocky, come on, let's
1: go. Benji, how many email do you have in your email?
2: I, I'm, I'm horrible.
1: <laughs> I have a hundred different email accounts. You want to go?
0: It's like a b-boy battle, instead of breakdancing, it's just email coll- email comparisons. <laughs> Beautiful. I, Go ahead. I
2: just I just picture. What? Like, you know, like voguing, how they did the and the pose, like the ballroom <laughs> community. <laughs> it's like What are you looking at?
0: Anybody like, <laughs> Sam just reminded me. Oh. So... Sam just reminded me, and I'm going to give you guys a little documentary recommendation. Jacob might like this one, actually. It's about drag queens uh, voguing in New York. It's called Paris is Burning, and it's uh, it's just about drag queens like on the runway competition. I saw it when I was... I
1: love was... that
2: documentary.
0: What, Paris is Burning? Have you seen it? Oh
2: yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's funny as shit. Anyway, that's Howard with his emails. Look at me. Strike a pose. Blob.
1: Of material sitting, and they and Robin, I know, has over 2,000 email in her. Always,
2: I can never get it below that. Shade, honey, shade.
1: Anything done? Yeah. (laughs) Do you ever save something because it's like sentimental email or something? I have a folder for that.
0: (laughs) The sentimental (laughs) folder. Most of the unread <laughs> stuff is like daughter's requests for, you know, like parental consent forms and back in the day, like, dad, I'm going on this field trip and <laughs> can I get you okay.
2: <laughs> Sentimental folder. It's a picture of Bianca drowning in the pool.
0: <laughs> there's, yeah, I was going to say like, there's a, there's one from Emily about dad. Can I go to the jingle ball? <laughs> what's, what's, what- what's a jingle
2: <laughs> there's a, there's one it's beth doing snow angels and bianca's ashes <laughs>
0: yeah exactly so i think i i think i played, played a decent amount of that um i also wanted to read some of the questions that we didn't answer uh, we didn't read uh, the, from uh, Richie that he provided for us so graciously so Number seven, I believe, is the one we didn't. Uh, we stopped on number six. Number seven. How long after the meeting did people wait to start goofing on all the PowerPoint misspellings and pro- complete delusions of King Baby? At least in private, Richie responded immediately. As soon as we finished picking our jaws off the floor after seeing the fake tweet message, <laughs> and if if I'm not mistaken, Sam, wasn't that the initial clip that John stuttering John mm-hmm. found or released? Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was a picture. And then it was the clip. Yeah. And I remember it. What a good, um, by the way, this whole saga, even now in hindsight, what a juicy friggin' build.
0: (laughs) Well, it was, but also like uh, just the idea, like the whole, the amount of levels of cringe from both the awful PowerPoint presentation, just in general, like his, his whole like delivery. Then there's the, the, everything like the lighting, the look the uh, situation of he he did it himself clearly, and the delusion, and then also the anger, like this displaced anger that he. The more he's speaking, now he's getting angry. Was why aren't I? Why aren't I the king of the world?
2: It took, I think. A total of eight minutes because mm-hmm. that's how the first part started and that's all we yeah. got to for him to go for, I want to, I want to tell you uh, this message and I want to get this messaging out here and I want everyone to be excited and why are we doing this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was almost like Goodfellas, well, uh, you think I'm funny? All of a sudden it goes from like, like we're going to be all right, sort of like, we don't know, this will be kind of serious. And then it's like anger. So would you like to read number eight, please, Sam?
2: Yes. According to the Reddit mole, a serious problem. Somebody complained about Marcy giving somebody she was stupping preferential treatment. I'm assuming it was Brandano, although I'm told she worked her way through the bees to Ben Bardo. Pity Beetlejuice never got any action. Any idea if this was true? And Richie said, from what I have heard, no firsthand knowledge that she was called into HR because of it. I hear she gave preferential treatment at raise time to people she was or did sleep with and was reported to HR. Dun, dun, dun.
0: Yeah, but could you imagine, like, HR is just probably going through the numbers, saying, like, she knows she's protected from on high by the Prince of Fruitiness, so all she has to do is go in there, make do the meeting, and she... That's that's in like any other company you'd actually get in major shit.
2: I was just going to say, this is actually not nothing.
0: No. So for her to keep her job after this is really amazing, but it just shows you the pull at that point. Number nine, Howard tells everybody not to use their phones. Was this an edict so that nobody would film it privately or just an ego trip to make sure all eyes were on him? Richie explained, again, no firsthand knowledge, but I believe both. Uh, number 10, please, Sam.
2: He mentions for DePace and ostensibly all you guys to bring your tellies, that's in quotes, which we know are bullshit awards you pay to receive. Did those ever come in to be on display? Question mark. Sorry, it's a little boring on my end. Nope. Whoever produced the show that won the telly took home their trophy.
0: Which, by the way, because at some point during the um, <clears throat> at some point during the presentation, he says, nobody knows that you paid for them, so just bring them in to show your success. Can you imagine going to the Oscars and just having a bag of money and going, look, can I have the Best Supporting Actor one? I'd like that one. You know, It's really, I mean. Like it, yeah, it's, it's brutal. I have a clip. I could play it, but it, it, it's, it does explain, they do explain, and if you go to the website, the tellies are... Uh, video awards for TV production that you pay for You have to pay money to receive them. So uh, that's not any kind of award that, that's a participation award. Um, Number 11, he mentions some snide comment made by Scott Greenstein about why Sirius wouldn't bother having musical guest X to sit in on his show. But this was, wasn't this pretty much Greenstein admitting Howard wasn't big enough to get that guest. And Richie explains, interesting, uh, could be the reason. We know he doesn't move the needle as far as movie or music sales go anymore. Number 12, please, Sam.
2: He explains about core teams such as the news department and HTV, Howard TV, etc. having meetings to discuss how to make the show bigger. Did these ever happen? Mm-hmm. Richie says the TV crew had weekly meetings for upcoming segments and ways to improve production. However, our hands were tied with the new direction of the show and budget. Mm -hmm. So again, though, doesn't this say if, if he's getting all the money for the budget and it Mm -hmm. has the power to how it's being doled out. Mm -hmm. Well, he could have easily kept, howard tv or these back office shows or all the channels and all the shows that we ended up liking a lot that i'm yes. sad are gone
0: well yeah and i think ultimately and it was a minuscule amount these people were making for these shows if anything i don't believe will and jason got paid fuck all for doing back office radio i don't believe i think it was just a free bit of content and say here guys here's your chance to make programming because we have admissions from other people who've been on the show, Florentine. Um, uh, audio from uh, what's his name Levy, um, De when they all had shows they were offering him like forty bucks a show literally forty bucks per show.
2: No, and, I know I talked with him about that for Miserable Men.
0: Yeah, and so they they were giving nothing. They weren't even getting gas money, and some of them had to drive like a fucking you know hundred k to get there in order to do this shit. Like at least like I don't know an hour sorry, and <laughs> defusing the metric metric system that I shouldn't, I shouldn't do that. Um, but they were not getting paid anything. So the amount it would have taken for him to keep Howard TV on the air was nothing like maybe a million or less than a million to pay all those guys. And then serious pays for whatever production costs, who knows? Anyway, so the last question, number 12, if so, in other words, uh, it, uh, Did the the meetings ever happen? This is 12A and 12B. If so, how much laughing did you do in all these meetings? And Richie said, we still do laugh. We'll send texts to each other if there's any breaking news. So it's all a matter of, um, you know, it's all a matter of perspective. But everybody knew, everybody knew going into that meeting and coming out of the meeting that it was a joke. It was, if they didn't know going in, they certainly knew coming out. Sam?
2: Yeah, it's, uh... It's amazing just how much has changed since that, this entire summit.
0: Mm-hmm. You was, just watch it. Yeah. There's a few other things. Um, On the 16th of uh, January, 2013, there was a thing on the wrap-up show where Gary, um, basically Jason reported on somebody having a fight. I think it was DePace and Scott, sorry, Scott Goodstein. I think, yeah, Scott Doug Goodstein. Goodstein. Doug Goodstein. Sorry, and Scott Pace. My mistake, and um, and or that Gary was having an issue. I can't remember, but it says this is the quote from Mark Friggin, Gary said that Howard says he's the executive producer and he wants him to run the office like an office is run, but no office in the world runs like their office. Bowie's an idiot, but he's right about that. He's absolutely. Yeah.
2: Right. And I remember a specific back office radio where. Uh, Jason was, this is shortly after this happened, Mm -hmm. and Jason was wearing a blazer, and Howard called Gary out for looking like a schlub and dressed more like Jason, and everyone was kind of ragging on Jason for getting the brownie points, Mm -hmm. and now I remember hearing that live. And then now when I'm watching this summit video I'm like oh my god this all makes sense now because they got the edict that you guys look like scary college kids woo
0: yeah No, so this is the, I'll continue it. He said, Gary said that he tells him to scare his staff to respect him, but he can't when stuff like this is going on. Basically, Gary being undermined. Gary said stuttering John was like this and he could never threaten to fire him because he just couldn't do it. He said he can't do that with Jason either. In other words, Gary admitting, and I wish I had the audio, but Gary admitting he has no say and he's your producer. The producers of the Tonight Show had the power to get rid of people. Johnny had the ultimate power, Johnny Carson, but yeah. they also had major, major power. So Jason down at the bottom, it says, okay, so ne- further down, Jason said that Gary knows he respects him. He said that he doesn't see this as a lack of respect. Da Gary said it's pretty tense in the office lately, and that's kind of pushing things. Dun-dun-dun. And the last little paragraph, can you read that, uh, Sam, the highlighted part?
2: Yeah. Jason said he has had this conversation with Gary before. He said it's hard to have respect when Gary is only there for three days a week. (laughs) Gary said that's not a discussion for the air. They went to break a short time later.
0: Mm -hmm. And what you're going to hear later, guys, we're going to play a clip from uh, Back Office Radio when we get through this. And they're going to explain a little bit more about this. But either way, uh, if you're ready, Sam, you want to go into the... uh, the, continuing the meeting
2: yeah let's yep. i mean let's get to this amazing ted talk i'm feeling motivated i'm gonna we're gonna be millionaires change our lives around hundred thousand years here we come
0: <laughs> okay
1: people are forgetting that this is the best fucking medium for any guest to be booked on whether they're in the field of books whether they're in music Look at what we do for guests. We have a news department that actually promotes them after they're in. We play their shows over multiple, multiple times.
0: Okay, let's get a couple things straight. He never had and continues never to have authors on. He never has authors on the air. Even music guys who have a book. Tommy Mottola was in January because he was releasing a book, but he hadn't been the head of Sony Records since 2003. He'd left so he was already a has-been kind of by then. He bought, I believe, Casablanca Records. He brought them out of, because um, um, they were owned by Polygram, I think. So it was a subsidiary of Polygram. He brought them back and started to use them for dance music and whatnot. But otherwise, Tommy Mottola was nobody. Really, you know, and a has-been, let's say, not a nobody.
2: He had a book out.
0: Yes, Hitmaker, I believe it was called. And yeah, he was big, huge at one point, but that was that would be an exception. Most authors don't go on the show. The news department reports internally. It's not like they have their own newspaper that gets distributed across the nation.
2: And he fuck well knows he's getting rid of them.
0: Yeah. If he doesn't know... Um, he, like, he's got he's, an idea. Yeah. In his mind, absolutely. Let's continue.
1: Who is doing this? But who is communicating this to publicists?
0: Okay, go ahead.
2: You have to say, just starting this again i feel like i walked into class late and i'm being screamed at it's so horrendous like how is this helping anyone by the way
1: yeah i'm a publicist i'm not sitting and thinking about the howard stern show i'm thinking about some other fucking show that i see on tv i'm not in the world of satellite i don't have satellite in my car i'm not thinking about satellite
2: wait a minute okay so first it was we have something no one has we yeah. have 23 million subscribers. This is right. how this started off, guys. Yeah. We have something everyone wants, but now it's nobody knows who the fuck we are.
0: <laughs> right. So so in your um, opinion, Sam? Huh? In your opinion, Sam, okay, there's two that's two trains of thought from him, but one of them has to be predominant. Which one do you think he really believes? The truth? Oh, the
2: latter. The,
0: the latter, right? He has to know like this is just like it, I would like for Bob D to explain if he can in the future why this manifests itself in this way. If his sense of of self is so hurt by the reality and he makes the false self to cover the reality that he has no reach, why burst it in front of all these people? Unless it's, well, it's not public, so no one's going to hear this, just the staff.
2: That and he can't maintain the false self. Just kind of like take it to a smaller scale when okay. Artie, when they did that ratings thing and they found yes. out Artie was more popular.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: See at first, yeah, it bothered him, but that ate away at him in a way. He constantly found ways to put Artie down more. He was more mm-hmm. vicious with him. Mm-hmm. He uh, was less friendly with him and he did didn't highlight his talent as much as he highlighted his fucked upness. Now, mm-hmm. Artie, of course, is responsible for a lot of that fucked upness. But yeah. you could see that worm in his ear changed mm-hmm. the dynamic of their relationship forever mm-hmm. just by that little thing. So I think he knows when he's going into this. Twenty three million subscribers bullshit. Mm-hmm. I think he knows that.
0: Yeah, and also, let's give a quick shout-out to Doug Goodstein, who, who with Gary, decided to send out this thing, which was going to be a big, um, like, it ended up being something like 800 subscribers they sent it out to. And they deliberately, sent, they paid money, supposedly a lot of money for that, that um, questionnaire to go out and the census. And, I mean, that spoke volumes, really. I was fascinated. They allowed that to be on the air.
2: Well, it's also... If you're polling, and that's mm-hmm. the numbers you're polling, that's and a big difference. That's
0: your that's your height. Like that's the height of Sirius, like 2007, maybe. And then yeah. they would have things like the intern contest, and Howard would always come in last as well. So it, yeah. it just constantly, there was always a, a the hits kept on coming.
1: We better start fucking telling publicists and everyone else who we are. All of us. This is all of our job. The theme of today's meeting is this is everyone who's sitting here job That's just mine you know what if this show is in here in three years you don't have a fucking job
0: now listen to that who's that going to fucking motivate who on god's green earth do you think this is going to motivate if this job is is in here in three years you don't have a fucking job well most of the people in that room didn't have a job after less than a year because by the end of 2013 most most of those people are gone
2: okay And also this info needs to get out. And like we said, so we're going to make this presentation to you guys with a graphic from, I don't know, 96.
0: Yeah, AOL, from those free CDs, CD-ROMs that used to come in the mail.
2: He looks crazed right now. So this started off as I'm going to motivate them. I'm going to try to tell them what I want, even though nobody's allowed to ask me. I'm going to pretend someone did, and this is why I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. No one asked him. And now he's screaming at them mm-hmm. with no sense of direction. Like, no, 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 no. This it's is all of our job. What do you mean? What yeah. do
0: you mean? It's all emotion. It's just pure emotion now. So. We
1: should be blasting it on Twitter. We need,
2: we to... should. I thought you said Twitter is bullshit.
0: <laughs> no, he said Facebook was bullshit. Let's, let's get our social media, uh, uh, fuck ups. <laughs> Correct. He, he, this is first of all him talking about, we need to get this out on Twitter. Now, all of a sudden he, lo- he's going to use social media after he's already failed at it miserably. I mean, they had in the intro, I played a clip of from 2004 when they shut down their own chat room because they oh, had no modern <laughs> He said all he said, sh- all he had was hate speech to say. What does yeah. that tell you?
2: <laughs> My wife's a horse. <laughs> Horse face.
0: <laughs> I love that intro. Had a guy come in
1: who had something called the ugly out the dumbest, stupidest idea on the planet. <laughs> he walked what? out of our show. All right, maybe not a millionaire, but a hundred thousandaire. <laughs>
0: And I think it was it was it was explained later like this this not first of all it it wasn't because of their show once again that he sold so many it wasn't it it wasn't expressly because Uh of this appearance on their show did it bring him some notoriety sure but Uh there's no there's no way they could know (laughs) there's no way to measure that metric there just isn't
2: he just lied on a PowerPoint
0: yeah. (laughs)
1: that isn't
0: the greatest success story in the history of radio. <laughs> Check out this. Check out this fucking Vincent Price wannabe. Ugly guy, up, a millionaire after our show. And he's already contradicted his own fucking PowerPoint. Just uh, <laughs> maybe, I, that.
2: I, I, Right. That took five seconds.
0: Not dollars. So... Maybe pesos. <laughs> <laughs> It's really like, it's, just, it's exactly like one of those little talk downs where you go like, okay, guys, uh, listen, I had a really hot date last night. All right, it wasn't a hot date. It was, you know, just meeting someone. Well, actually, I just stayed home. Well, you know, I jerked off. You know, I didn't even jerk <laughs> off. I had no energy for it. I just went to sleep. You know what? I didn't sleep. I stayed up all night. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> like Walking back, walking back, walking back. I don't
1: know what it is. And who the fuck knows about it? Well, the people in this room.
0: Does Madonna's publicist know about it? Madonna's a multi-fucking millionaire. What does she need to go on? She doesn't have a fucking ugly, a Vogue app that she needs to plug on your goddamn show. This is a nobody on your show versus a mega, like an international megastar. Even at that point, Madonna was still pretty big. Sorry, guys.
2: We're not, I can't even believe he's juxtaposing the fact some guy made a hundred thousand air on his show <laughs> compared to, why isn't Madonna on my show? Does she know about this?
0: <laughs> right, but the guy, but also the, just the fact that conflating that this guy's success with your show and attributing your show to being directly responsible for that guy's supposed success, but no, that wasn't just your show, buddy. Probably not.
1: From now on, we share all of our success with the world. We're
0: going to get the word out in 2013. (laughs) Okay, go ahead, Sam.
2: Okay. They have been doing radio for so fucking long. To me, this amateur hour of publicists, I thought publicists would know you're there and they call you because you're the stop that they want to make like the today show That's or right. jimmy kimmel or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck they're promoting but right. guess what hurts your for. chances of promotion you're only in studio six in the morning till 10 or 10 30 three fucking days a week mm-hmm. in the beginning of the week
0: yeah so what singer wants to get it get up in their fucking 8 a.m and start singing
2: With no breakfast
0: and no (laughs) No, water. No breakfast, no water, maybe no accompaniment. Maybe they have to play just guitar because there's still no setup there for a band. Well, now there finally was. Eventually there was, but it was a really small studio. Yeah, and
2: look at what Harry Styles had to do. His band had to sit there on uncomfortable stools listening to this queen (laughs) drool all over him about, oh, oh, you must have, how aren't you sticking your dick in everything? I admire that. (laughs)
0: Hold on for a moment. 51. So on the the video, guys, you see, of course, the slide. Billy Corgan's Apple went to top 10. He was off the radar until us amazing results. Just because you put amazing results on a screen doesn't necessarily make it so. So I brought it up just to make sure everybody has the idea. This is a chart position for um, the uh, the Smashing Pumpkins. Now, this, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is... Um, uh, the from one moment just it just it's the it's one of the Billboard type charts and it gives a, a pretty good estimation of where things were and um, Siamese Dream was the first charted album that uh, got to number four in '93. Okay, like this is their first album. Gish didn't chart. Fine, you keep going when you get closer to the date of this, uh, the Greatest Hits album '28. I believe this might have even been in the British charts. Zeitgeist '2007. Uh, four, number four on the top 10, Oceania, the June um, 30th, 2012 release, 19. So that they're already like their stars fading way, way down. And then by the time 2014 rolls around, their next album's 59 in the charts. And the, this shiny and oh so bright in 2018 is 43. So they're already done and anything he would have done, um, by that point is that's, I mean, that's, just it. He didn't move any needle. Sorry, guys. Let's go right here.
2: And uh, it's not like people, by the way, forgot who Billy... He makes it seem in this slide that people forgot who they are. No. It, everyone knows who they are, no matter what, even if they go away for a long time.
0: Yeah. I I could go one by one and just go through all of the um, the albums on the U.S. charts, but just the idea that he believed they... They were uh, like, got this amazing boost by being on the show. You should never, in a PowerPoint, show a metric that can be easily disproven, especially by your your staff who are going to show you up for being a no mind. They're going to show you, Howard, you're full of shit. What in God's name are you on about?
2: Also, too, he just got done saying that nobody knows what serious is, Mm -hmm. it's not on their radar. We Mm -hmm. have to make people know we have to blast this out. So if he was, which is it? Is he changing the culture and changing people's careers and trajectory to number one? Or is he somebody people are forgetting about and we have to bang on the doors of publicists to remind them?
0: Which Mm -hmm. is it? Yeah. You can't have it both ways, shithead.
1: Billy Corgan's album went into the top ten.
2: Go ahead. Whoa, go back a little bit because he did totally you, had you, a Peter, you, Peter Brady. Did
0: you Did you hear the sort of his voice change there a little bit, like uh, mm, mm, like he broke? Time
2: to change. Time to be okay.
0: Sorry, guys, it's hard to get the time exactly, but we'll. Both...
1: 2013. Billy Corgan's <laughs> album
0: when <ladies laughs> top. Of... Billy, Billy.
1: And he was off the radar until us. You know this. This is fact. woo Billy Corgan was off the radar. He came on our show, and he sold out. How does every record company in the world not know about
0: this? Well, this is, this is kind of the point, Howard. If he did that, they would know and they should know. You've answered your own question.
2: Look at that face of his. Hmm? Huh? <laughs> Riddle me this, motherfuckers.
0: Is this the the face that inspires confidence? (laughs) Look at the stance.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. He looks like something, you know, that gets left behind in a haunted house. You got to (laughs) just.
0: Could you do you think I think I might just Photoshop this and put a little like put him in a snow globe. Yeah,
2: I mean, <laughs> or, he looks like uh, he belongs in haunted mansion in Disney World, like the ride.
0: Yeah, maybe
1: because we're not telling them, we're not doing our jobs.
2: Oh
0: God, here comes the they obsession
1: on her show, Oprah, because they think she sells books.
0: Um, she does. She has a book club, Howard, and I have news for you. I worked in a library system for about ten years before I moved to Asia, and. I can tell you that all the fucking alter who used to be on the list for her fucking latest book club book didn't know what it was. They just knew it was a goddamn Oprah book in her club, and they decided they were going to read it. They didn't always like them, but they did read them. That's the point. They did, you know, and then you just imagine how many people bought those fucking books sight unseen because they had her label on it. Sam?
2: I was a page too when I was like really young at a Mm. library and we always had an Oprah book club display at our library. Always. Mm -hmm. And all these moms would be, oh, everybody wanted these dumb books with the thing. And I never got it because to me that was like a Danielle Steele and shit. I just didn't care.
0: Right. And it's (laughs) I mean, I mean they're different
2: genres, but I'm saying they were so well known, but Mm. people just could not wait to get their hands on what Oprah was doing. We always had a display in the library for that. Yep.
0: Yeah. And she had a magazine at that point as well. And they, she had, it still had a show on and very successful. Uh, it's okay. So we'll go through this one. People beg to get on her show. Yeah, they do. People would love to get on a show. She made a star out of Dr. Phil. He, he got his own show as a result of being on Oprah. Yes.
2: He was even saying just, um, I, I think it was this year. Oprah was doing this, these interviews um and selling out stadiums and he was mocking it and he was saying look at it. i never rob my fans like this i never rob my fans what are you what is she going to do in a stadium what are you paying for what yeah. is this like uh people that's the point howard she can do one interview and sell out a stadium
0: mm-hmm. yeah so what can you do and just remember the idea that they were going to have the um howard stern con and uh like they were gonna have whack backers show up imagine in even in 2000s in 2006 maybe you could have got away with that but in 2013 you'd see that video that image of him outside letterman with all the like seven eight like 10 12 Uh, people in line and that's it
2: i i think dennis DeMarco with all his swag could have a convention
0: (laughs) he might i love it Just found one when it was a verse. It was a DiBella poster actually. It was pretty amazing uh, that he found uh, tucked away in his house. It was Uh,
2: forever Howie never bald or
0: forever uh,
2: Howard never Baldy. Howard
0: Howard forever Baldy never.
2: Yeah, that's
0: it. When he was fighting the zookeeper in Philly, Um, he says, "And we get the same results for people. Only we don't have a book club to track it. Book club, book club, book club." Not book club guys, but you know something you hit people with with a book. Um, we don't. We get the same results for people. No, you, you don't. Don't
2: read Howard. Yeah. What <laughs> what book club are you going to be having?
0: Itsy bitsy. <laughs> so when we track how until now, like what until now is a point. By the way, did you notice it? it's a separate point? Until now, when we track how successful su- 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 success success there's an S missing celebs are. We will give her a run for her money. Um, no when is that going to happen? No, wait, there isn't. So,
2: wait, let me read this slowly so I can process just how so genius this is. When we, <laughs> we track, track how select successful celebs are, we will give her a run for for her money so you're now tracking other celebs what is this like you're
0: you're tracking (laughs) other the success of other celebrities or did you want to write down Howard for future reference we'll give you some notes uh, for you to you know when you go to the writing center and check this out when you get it proofread when we track how successful celebs are after appearances on our show and determine that it's that's that it works then we will give her a run for her money
2: oh good so he doesn't want to microchip (laughs) them
0: Can you imagine?
1: <laughs> okay. They think she sells records. Bullshit. Yeah. Okay, great. In some demos she does, but not in, in the world of rock and roll. Somebody put rock. <laughs> in the world of rock and
0: roll. <laughs> <laughs> the rock and roll. <laughs> Has there ever been a more a less? He looks like one of the ghouls in Alice Cooper's stage shows right now and he's talking about rock and roll you know how many fucking gold records we saw i know because in my bowling alley i got a limp biscuit record that was from the studio it was 4k rock that i took and i know i had nothing to do with it look at my
2: wall of guitars motherfucker
0: i'm all about i'm all about pussy i'm all about rock and roll record
1: we're the place to go publicists don't think about us they don't care about it. Some do. Most
0: don't. Does he hate now? Is it everybody with a P? He hates pu- pu- He hates plumbers and he hates publicists uh. because they don't like the show. And he hates
2: pussy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he hates pediatricians because it involves his kids. Uh, he hates pussy. That's right. This that that was not <laughs> that was not, not me, guys. That was him uh. looking for a pause, shuffling. What's he reaching for? Is he reaching oh. for his thirty-eight?
2: I don't know in this hair at this angle. I mean, my God, if that is not one ugly homeless woman, I don't know what it
0: is. Well, he's looking at, now, he's looking at this screen with such confusion. It's almost as if, you know, he did this, but he doesn't remember doing it.
2: Well, he's yelling. Yeah. And his points are obviously conflicting with one sentence to another. So right. first it was, look at what we have to offer. Now it's publicists. Some, nobody knows. Some know. Some.
0: <laughs> what? It's like Aww. Two-Face. He's like Harvey Dent. I,
2: I just want to know who these publicists are because I would love to interview them to see the approach that they oh, <laughs> uh, would be misspe- misspelled pamphlets.
0: Yeah, exactly. Pam- pamphlets
1: only we don't have a book club to track him.
0: he's scratching
1: now we're going to start tracking our successes and we're going to get them out to the world <laughs> <laughs> How do we do
0: it? <laughs> <laughs> packets <laughs> packets distributed to publicists with this info first of all what's a packet
2: <laughs> oh god this you know what this looks like hell to me this looks like hell like when you show up at a shitty hotel and they just, you don't even know (laughs) where or what's going on. And you're like, there's a million brochures and you're like, I just want to get my nails done. Like, what is this
0: right next to the Gideon's Bible? There's all these pamphlets. Well, look, you know, Uh. uh, Kangaroo Land. Uh, there's, uh, there's, oh, there's a, uh, oh, there's a child's uh, water park here, and you, know, you know, Ripley's, Daring believe it, it or not. <laughs> yeah, please believe it or not. Exactly. Go down to the dinner theater. So distributed to publicists with this info. freaking
2: lion safari. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Bebop Shop, Liverpool. Where music is still fun.
2: I mean, seriously, We're... I am. <laughs> <This is> so. <laughs> embarrassing
0: oh my god it's un- it's unbelievable
1: probably as a radio show this is the first time in the history of radio an organization <laughs> is big i mean looking up around us i worked the radio for years i had maybe one other person yeah. <laughs> you would think
2: you would think the way this presentation is going it's his first month <laughs> i mean
0: it's like uh, a lemonade stand, no one's buying, and you start changing the price on it, and still no one buys. <laughs> You're a kid.
2: <laughs> Do you think he has Alzheimer's. I'm not right. even kidding. Because you know how when parents start going downhill, mm. they start regressing. In ways that are like, this was his career for his whole life. And this is really like the first day of school. I don't know what the fuck this presentation is. But do you think his declining mental, uh, cap- mental, I don't know, capacity, capacity is, is it's going down because he has some sort of Alzheimer's? Or do you think he's just always been this stupid and now we notice more?
0: Well, for look, for years I really thought he was playing dumb, and he was way smarter than he than he is. Like Dice, Dice, his whole image was the Brooklyn Dumbo, but Dice is a very, very smart person, not just not book smart. And he, Wiggy was, it it happened so often, and he (laughs) he said so many (laughs) stupid things that go, no one could act that stupid for that long and maintain it. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And then then sort of step it up for an interview. But then you hear the interview long form and you go, no, he really is retarded. Like he's, he's just dumb. And do I think he has Alzheimer's? Now he's, from what we understand, listening to the show, you know, we cover the breakdowns regularly or semi-regularly as much as we choose to based on the content. And he's made noises that Ben is not, doesn't know where he is. Ben's like gone dementia, Ben Stern. Yeah. So if it's, and it's hereditary, most of the, I, I would say Alzheimer's is pretty hereditary if you live long enough. My dad's starting to sundown from the last couple of years and he's doing well considering. Um, but, and he's sharp with certain things. It all depends on how you approach him and with what, like how you talk to him. Nowadays I have to, I, I don't have to, but I speak to my dad in Greek. I get more out of him. When I speak to him in English, sometimes it's, it's a little, you know, touch and go. Testy. No, well, he's fine with me, but from what I understand, he's, um, he's, uh, he's, yeah, he's easier to get like riled up, unfortunately, but that's the nature of it. And, um, and so with him, I think it's a combination of being just stupid, like incredibly dumb, low IQ and deluded. And with the NPD covert NPD that we with, uh, went through with Bob D and will continue to do so in the future, guys, stay tuned, shameless plug. Uh, he is just a, a mess of. A mess of nonsense.
2: Yeah, this is just really... One one slide to the next just contradicts each other. And now it's, you know, a tour from hell. It's just
0: like... <laughs> I'm actually looking at these pamphlets, the Milky Way, and then this one's haunted. So it's probably like a haunted walk somewhere. <laughs> that he just, yeah, it's he just, your outfit. Like... Yeah, exactly.
1: We've got all these people. We also work in Sirius that has an art department and they have a publicity department, and
0: we're not using that. What, what do you need it for? Like they have a publicity department and an art department. You won't be allow yourself to be photographed except a certain way. Do you remember that one, that GIF or GIF that uh, Benjamin put together where he's on the love seat photo with uh, like 70 different cyber celebrities and it's the same picture every time? Same yes. angle? So, yes. He doesn't allow photos of himself on the website that he doesn't approve. He airbrushes Benji out of pictures with celebs and when he's been in the back. Um,
2: he doesn't he, even allow pictures for when they do the Christmas party or the big yep. cast picture. If yep. he doesn't like himself, he's like, nope, not happening. Mm-hmm. Nobody's getting it.
0: That's right. So what art are they going What What is an art department going to do for you, buddy? Now we're going.
1: We're going to have packets distributed to publicists with all of the information I'm giving you, we're going to become packet and marketing crazy.
0: Okay. Okay. So go ahead.
2: With how technology works, do you mm. think publicists want to carry around packets? I mean,
0: they don't even carry or, business cards anymore. I, I don't even know if, I'm, I'm sure they exist on, on some kind of person to person level, but. Um, who uses them you exchange phone numbers emails
2: do you honestly think that these people don't know who you are of course yeah. they know who you are you're fucking howard stern right. it's this is
0: insanity
2: so we're mm-hmm. gonna give them a, a fucking packet explaining what serious is we've been here since 2005 i mean
0: <laughs> how's this different from saying look here's here's a copy of the watchtower
2: It would be like if he lived next door to me for seven years and was Mm -hmm. like, hey, I moved into the neighborhood seven years ago.
0: Exactly. So active relationship management with publicists. And as we said before, Bowie has spent, I don't know, fucking decades trying to crowbar his way into guys like Rob Burnett, Jimmy Kimmel's show. We, We heard audio ages ago about how his son... Got in with Kimmel like as an intern ages ago, Gary's.
2: Right. But see, this is another conundrum. He sat there and said he doesn't want the people on the show fucking with the celebs. Don't talk to them. Don't ask them for things. Well, that's not how it works. Actually, these relationships are all one hand washes the other. So he doesn't. None of this makes sense. (laughs)
0: No. And in order to get these connections, you have to cultivate, it's true, but you don't do it by giving them like factoids and saying, oh, look how many, we sold 10,000 records for Duran Duran when they went on the show. Well, um, no, we can check this out. We can directly, like now because of SoundScan, we know exactly how many records get sold on any given day and every given week. Right. So So you don't want
2: them to hobnob with them or do you? Mm Because I thought the edict was no hobnobbing, no talking, no inviting to parties, nothing. Leave them
0: alone. Yeah, exactly.
1: And we're going to build relationships with everyone's management. How can we not? We're in satellite. It's not the same reach as terrestrial radio. we got to get the word out. we got to shake hands. It's like we're running for office. It's like we're Jehovah's Witnesses.
0: Boom. He just, he just, he just got it in there and I'm going to play a little audio clip later, probably in the next part, guys, if we don't get through this one, cause we've only got an extra four minutes and we're doing, we're doing pretty well so far. And I don't care how long it takes. Um, Jehovah's Witnesses guys, Jehovah's Witnesses, the only religion I know that goes door to door actively soliciting for membership. Right. Right. Still get them. I have no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to denigrate, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses guys. I went to school with a bunch of them and they were actually quite nice people, but I don't get Christians coming up to the door. I don't get Jews coming to the door. I don't get Satanists coming to the door asking me to join. Um, and the idea that he's now going again, we're on satellite. It's a different medium. No one's aware of us. You just explained how on the, in what previous slides we have 23 million paid subscribers.
2: Start knocking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we knock on people's doors and get guests in here. Guests are the best fit that we can have.
2: Oh, I'll- you don't even know what your own show is. No,
0: you don't. Like this, so so the, my, this is my question to you, Sam. Is this right now a direct result of Marcy blowing smoke up his ass saying This is, you know, you got to become the great interviewer.
2: Uh, I think it's a combination of uh, he wants to be Jimmy Kimmel. Mm He he wants to shed the image of the creep. He doesn't realize he was cool though. Like, yeah,
0: <laughs> to a to a certain demographic, there was there were some people that he's never going to appeal to. Like whatever was going to happen, he was we'll just never going to be shit, popular. We with
2: them. will never care if Gwyneth Paltrow came in for an interview. We don't give a no. fuck if Madonna never sat down with you. Never. We don't give two flying fucks about these people. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even understand his own show. It's so no. sad.
0: No, and it's it's not long after the summit that back office radio stopped. Geek time stopped. Um, what was the one, the show in the hallway stopped all these extra things. Uh, intern show, show, all this stuff went out the fucking window. And then all you got was Sternthology, Sternthology all the way down. And then like the Abe, the Abe Cannon show went, I think Fitzsimmons still had a show and Jay Thomas had a show and that was about it. Then it was all Sternthology.
1: And every one of these guests should be on our show. And dare I say, when I fucking hear people say, well, that guy's not going to want to come in here. It's bullshit. From now on, I don't want to hear it.
0: I don't want to hear it. Okay, I don't want to hear it. That means, again, choosing to be deluded.
2: I'm inspired.
0: <laughs> well, this is this is one of my favorite bits here. Okay, he has a number of <laughs> relationships with all major record labels. All of, half of these were either amalgamated or dissolved completely by the time he did this. Arista Records, I don't think they were around anymore. I think they were gobbled up. Island Records, I don't know what I stopped. love
2: Jive Records. They're the ones who did Britney Spears.
0: Well, I mean, Warner Brothers, Atlantic, like, why is Paramount? Paramount has a record division? I know Interscope does. Um, and he's missed oh, a bunch Oh, let's anyway. not
2: make sense of this. You're <laughs> missing the message, Fillmore.
0: <laughs> Warner Brothers Records.
1: <laughs> they should be begging us. Every record company. <laughs> Because we can actually
0: sell records. Go ahead, Sam.
2: Is Motown up there? I'm just wondering. Hold on. It is, oh, yeah, right no. here. Oh, shit! I thought I was going to be like, Right it. under
0: Jive. Yeah, right under Jive. I don't see Sub Pop anywhere.
1: <laughs> Record labels need to know what we
0: do. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. He's just reading it. Right? <laughs> Record labels, Record need, labels need
2: to know that we
0: responsible for selling millions of what? Stilettos? Make artists relatable to new audiences. Um, um, Yeah. Record companies should work with us. Record labels should be clamoring for us. This sounds so fucking desperate. It really okay. is like a pitch to some girlfriend that you have no shot of getting, you know, It's like can't buy me love. Go ahead, Sam.
2: And here again is two. All these four points all conflate. So we're responsible for selling millions. They should want to work with us, and they should be clamoring for us. I mean,
0: right? Well, what? Okay. Aren't
2: they? Aren't you responsible for selling millions?
0: Well, well, that's that's kind of the problem. There's a few things also make artists relatable also, look to new at these audiences.
2: Graphics. I mean, what is this 1975? This slide.
0: I think that's the uh, the gold, the the platinum album <laughs> reward for uh, High and Dry that he ripped off from from W N E W or whatever that he just decided to Photoshop there. I don't know. The idea that okay, art make artists relatable to new audiences. Who determines? who likes an artist? No, people, people determine that. And he has no new audience. He doesn't have an audience now. Didn't we just talk about in the previous part about the Arbitron rating where they said that he had barely like a couple hundred thousand listeners regularly per day.
2: It was 1.2 million per week. So at any given moment per week, that's only a couple hundred thousand per day.
0: And and by the way, guys, it's not like the old day. And it was never like the old days where, you know, Albums were selling a million a week. Just look at the charts. The number one record these days makes, sells like something like 80,000 copies, physical copies or DVD, like downloadable copies. Most people are downloading music like crazy for nothing. So record companies were in the shitter in 2013. It's kind of irrelevant to be talking about music at this point. They were making their money touring and selling swag at their concerts. As far as I know now, ask it, most bands, they'll tell you the same thing. Sam?
2: Yeah, and... (laughs) Even as of two thousand and seven or whatever, when Chris Rock was coming in, yep. he was saying like nobody's hearing us anyway, like yeah. because they were on satellite, and that was Absolutely. when it was supposed to be at its height. So, could you imagine now how tanking yeah. this is? They should be clamoring for what? No,
0: for nothing. For a
1: pamphlet?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I've got
1: walls of gold records attributing. Sales. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He brought it up. I know you. No, you didn't.
1: To our show. Oh. And today we made Joel current and relatable. (laughs) That's money in the bank for a record company. We made Billy Corgan relatable to our audience. That same audience that pays for radio will pay for music and will pay for concert tickets. We are so valuable. Record companies work (laughs)
0: with... Were you laughing at the wig scratch? (laughs)
2: We're so valuable that I'm basically telling you guys that you're this close to being serious Jehovah witnesses.
0: <laughs> not only that. I'm going
2: to be like making you bang on publicists and managers doors with pamphlets. That's how valuable we are.
0: This, yeah, and this is, this is how successful we are. If we're not here in three years, you don't have a job. <laughs> that came out of his mouth. <laughs> This is what the speech you give to the plant you're restructuring to lay off like 5,000 employees in order to stay alive
2: Oh I, it really is like the us not, arrived we gotta start we gotta, we gotta crank up the
0: ovens
1: record labels should be clamoring for us and we're not doing our job we're not telling anybody
0: so he puts a letter on here <laughs> Pitching celebs the right way—you can't really read it. Even I've—I've I've tried to uh, enlarge it. It's um, washed out a little bit by the um, by just the the rendering here, and I don't believe anybody filming it could have read it properly either. But it's—it's um, it's basically a pitch letter, and it looks like a suicide note.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's from the Bronco.
0: <laughs> Tell Mom I love her. <laughs> Leave my records to Leroy. <laughs>
1: My friend (laughs) A.C. I'm going to give you a story. Uh, I love Nicole. (laughs) An email my wife got.
0: (laughs) You got an email from Jenny (laughs) Hut. Do we remember who this was?
1: Always
2: remember the juice. Okay. (laughs) I'm never getting over this.
0: Jenny Hutt, also known as Jennifer Hutt, is a 50-ish 50 now. She's a couple years older than me. And she had some dealings with uh, XM and Sirius. It says here, from 2005 to 2011, Hutt co-hosted Whatever with Alexis and Jennifer, a daily talk show, radio talk show on Sirius XM with Alexis Stewart, Martha Stewart's daughter. Um, it says here, uh, she since 2012 hut has hosted her own radio show on Sirius XM called Just Jenny. So, it says in 2010 she also began co-host excuse me, co-hosting the John Hine TV show also on Sirius XM. In other words, ser- very Sirius XM heavy personality. So that's who she was. Actually, when I heard this I'm like who the fuck is Jenny Hutt? Maybe because I don't have Sirius. I don't know. Um, I
2: honestly I've always had Sirius and I don't I've never heard of her.
0: Okay, so it's Jenny Hutt's pitching something to Beth. <laughs> Who knows what this was about? You
1: guys know what Jenny Hutt is? She does Okay. Jenny Hutt does not show here on Sirius. She does okay. I think she has a team of one person. Jenny Hutt. This letter is not that effective in terms of what's written on it, but what it is, it says, Dear Beth, hi, my name is Jenny Hutt. And here's what I do. I have a show coming up on Sirius. I'd love to have you as a guest. Here's the concept of the show. We're looking to interview you on a treadmill. That's our idea. It's called The Treadmill Show. It's kind of a cute idea. And we're doing this. And here's a sample of questions that we're going to ask you. By the way, Sandra, Bernhardt's done the show. We'd love to see you. Well, fuck. I want to hire Jenny Hutt. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, okay. it's a treadmill idea. this is like some demented, uh, like Jenny hut, by the way, sounds like she's just trying to rip off. Um, there was a show in England, I think it was in bed, like breakfast with Paula Yates or something. Bob Geldof's now deceased ex-wife. Um, she basically would do interviews in bed, but not, you know, sleeping together. But the, the, the whole, uh, the whole concept was you're going to interview them while you're under the covers together. And, Okay, quirky, weird. Maybe could only in, <laughs> it could only exist in England, but this isn't really unique. The, and he's he's already denigrating the pitch, and he's denigrating, He's going like, eh, you know, Jenny Hutt. Maybe you know, yeah, no, you know who she is. She's on the fucking channel. Blah blah blah. So you were gonna say, Sam, please.
2: And she said, he said, of course he has to crowbar Beth in here somehow. Yeah, Why am yeah. I not surprised? Right. Um. But. This pitch, he goes, this isn't that effective, but so why are we putting a slide up for it? This isn't that effective, but I'm going to yell at you because you guys aren't doing this. I mean, what the fuck?
0: (laughs) Or because she has one person and she's doing this because he said she has one person. So So, you're saying you're overstaffed, Howard.
2: Right. And by the way, all of these guest wish lists that you hope for... They could happen. Pick up a phone.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And apparently. See all um, those
2: emails you were so proud of deleting. Yeah. And putting into folders. Mm -hmm. Pick up. Press new. Go to the two. Write Madonna. Yeah. Write on the subject line. Hi, it's me, Howard Stern. And write, come on my show, please. See what happens. I bet you that's more effective than fucking sending them african lion safari pamphlets of bullshit.
0: Anybody Anybody wants a, an analogy. Um, in football, uh, we're talking European football. Michael Owen, when he was leaving Real Madrid, he put together a pamphlet because he couldn't... Nobody wanted him because he was really injury-prone. And a uh, famous British striker, he played for Liverpool, he fl- played for... Um, Uh, Newcastle eventually he had to put, he put together for the first time, people never seen this before a pamphlet, like a 10 page or eight page thing highlighting his achievements. And it was, it was such a pitch people like, what the fuck is this about? And I mean, it did work. He did find another club, but it was clearly like someone dressing up a piece of shit car and trying to tell you it runs perfectly. It's going to work. And most people are smart enough to see the bullshit you know, like right. a timesharing condominium pitch or, you know, like a, you can like a stock pitch or some Nigerian prince telling you he's sitting on, you're sitting on a mother load and you don't know it. you just have to help him move the gold. Um, right. Like,
2: like, uh, like an auto sales, like, uh, yeah. you know how they do the auctioning off and it's like, yes. Oh, on the website, that looks really good. And then when you get right. there, it's like you start the car and there's like rust falling off of it. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like the fuck am I doing? <laughs>
0: it sounds like that um, phony phone call that uh richard he recorded his own shits and then he he called up a car company and then he said do not you hear me start And me play the shit sounds the guy goes, sounds like he got a bad motor <laughs> sorry it just reminded me that. i'm sorry i forgot you're you're uh, you're a little squeamish about that stuff anyway <laughs> okay. the whole point is the whole point is he's How do you motivate people this way? How do you tell them, this is crap. I want to hire her. (laughs) What are you saying? The people you're working with are worse? I'd rather have a polished turd than these, you know, these sort of raw turds that I have here.
2: (laughs) See this shitty manifesto that really doesn't do anything? This is what you should be doing.
1: (laughs) You know why? Because a team of one is putting together this letter. Are we sending letters to people describing what we're doing on the show? No, we're not. We're not. We're not doing jack shit.
2: Why would you have to say what you're doing on the show? You've been on for
1: 30 years.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: We make a call. I don't want to do the show. Okay, goodbye.
0: We make a call. Let's go back to it just for a moment. Uh, Sam, please say what you got to say.
2: Could you imagine the Today Show being like... (laughs) We're the today- Why would the Today Show have to describe to somebody what they are?
0: Listen, hey, we're 60 Minutes. I don't know if you've heard about us, but uh, <laughs> we would like to place a microphone in your general vicinity, the business end of a microphone. And what we do is we uh, we use words in such a fashion that um, you expound on your life, and we record it. Mm-hmm. And it goes on TV, and it will be on a thing called a channel. And that channel is... Uh, uh, <laughs> your needs to be on your dial. Uh, now it's on your converter. You know, do you have one of those remotes that plugs into the thing and change? Oh, okay, no, it's a technology thing. So anyway, like the the idea that you have to explain it, it, what was that one clip we played earlier when we did the breakdown? Um, I know, but watercoloring, <laughs> you had to explain. Oh, for color.
2: fuck's sake! <laughs> and and my kids shot that to hell in fucking two seconds. He said he was cheating.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the funniest thing ever. So I was I was just thinking about this. Uh, now I've I, I lost my train of thought, but he goes, so he goes, uh, we call celebs. Yeah, that was it. He goes, we call celebs. And they go, no, not interested. Okay, bye. They, for years, they bragged they never called celebs. They never called people for to be a guest. People called them. Do we have to assume and presume now that they have to actively chase guests because of how irrelevant they are
2: uh yeah i assume that and because
0: they want a different
2: kind of guest
0: yeah because the only people calling are like bob levy or whoever like and i'm not knocking bob levy but they want if you want a-list people a-list people have to be wooed you can't just expect a call from them or they're doing the rounds that doesn't work like that
2: but again he doesn't know what his show is the best guests were the comedians
0: yeah absolutely or would-be comedians yeah what about all that yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and when I go... say
2: comedians, I don't mean Chelsea, Disturbed, Handler, Disgusting, a- a- fuck. Amy
0: Schumer, and Nikki Glaser, all these fucking uh, bimbets. Seth Meyers, that... and Seth, Ma- yeah, oh,
2: shit, oh, awful. fucking awful. Now this
0: is the this is one of the slides that made me laugh hysterically when I saw it. 2013, everyone pitches in, and there's a picture of a picture. <laughs> Cause in case you didn't get pitches guys, he meant baseball. No, he means he needs you to help rich and Sal rich, rich and Sal write creative publicity pitches a pitch guys designed to sell you to someone Richard and Sal are not PR people. The news team writes publicity pitches okay news yes they're supposed to report on stuff but they're not news no one goes to howard 100 to check out what's happening in the world or to find out you know that like they're going to make their own the blast at sirius do you know what i mean i mean
2: that's what essentially though the howard news team turned into because yes, he promo. wouldn't have them report anything truthful about his life of course anymore
0: not. And in the end, what they were doing was basically doing stuttering John's job for him. They can just just saying like, oh, I heard that already, you know, he broke the vending machine and all of a sudden that became a bit, okay, fine, but don't make it into what it, what anything more than what it was, just extra promo for the next thing that was going to happen. Um, but then they became personalities. Lisa G did. Penny Crone certainly did until she was let go. But then Howard TV make video pitches, send to publicists. That's not their job.
2: No, and then he wouldn't want them to do that anyways because he told them not to bother these
0: people. Don't bother these fucking people, absolutely. The the job of Howard TV was to record the show in video form, edit it, and then put together stuff like the back office radio, not back office radio, show in the hall room with Sal. It was just content. It was meant for Tim Sabian and Doug Goodstein to come up with creative ways to sell the video component. That's all. It was never meant to be like, look at Howard interviewing, you know, Kid Rock and, uh, you know, get this out to, you know, whoever else. Edited clips, Billy Joel, Lady Gaga, Paul McCartney, Tom Cruise, we want you.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. Do you think he knows what a homonym is?
0: (laughs) (laughs) He knows the first four letters anyway. Uh, Are we going (laughs) to go a little further?
1: (laughs) This is the key to this whole thing. We all pitch in. This is all our show. I'm telling you, it's our show. Richard and Sal. If you think your only job is to make phony phone calls or to sit in a writing meeting with Fred, it's not.
0: Um really? are you gonna, by the way, are you gonna are you gonna fucking are you gonna fucking pay them more for this? No.
2: I, I mean, this gets me so riled up because it's like, okay, you think that this is your only job? Yeah. Because you've only told me to do this job That's all right. of a sudden now, by the way, Ken might be right. Cause look at that pitch. That might be mm-hmm. a dig at Gary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, no, I, there, without a doubt, the whole, um, meeting is meant to debase Harry and uh, sorry, Gary. And, um, it's meant to really illustrate that he is not a producer. He's not a manager. He's not managing the office. He's not the office mount manager. He's the office. Like, I don't know, fucking beanbag chair that everybody sits on and decides to, you know, just bitch slap whenever they want. No one had any respect for Gary ever. And, and who would, especially after the way he treats him on the air, he's off He's the launch air. monitor. Yeah, pretty much. You know, and he's an overpaid <laughs> traffic like, like hall cop, you know, you yeah. can go in. Anyway, um, yeah, I think the whole, overall the whole thing was meant to be like, fuck you. The same way uh, Shitgate was meant to humiliate Tim Sabian and get him the fuck out of there. And people are craving for that fucking saga, which I cannot stand. Anyway, uh, let's continue.
1: Write a creative pitch. News team, what's better for you guys when a celebrity, you can interview them and you see them on the howard stern show it leads to news it leads to ideas and guess what if the howard stern show isn't here in three years the news team doesn't have jobs and i bet you guys this is the best job you've ever had
0: because... <laughs> <laughs> oh. jesus christ oh. anybody want to discuss the, the inception of the news team which was basically to create bullshit content until he was on the air until he was allowed to air at sirius he let go of i don't not remember who it was not george flowers Uh, Beanie Mac will know better than me the exact chronology, but they started slowly letting these people go because it was bloated and pointless. They they need 12 people on a fucking news team.
2: And just hold this thought in your head, everyone, that he wants. Wouldn't this be great for you guys to interview celebrities and you get the big scoop and you get to do all Uh this? Hold this thought in your head because he's about to knock that on its
1: ass real quick. What
2: he just yeah. said would just right. wait.
0: Yeah, Hold keep that, that in, in your head though. Exactly.
1: It's a lot of fun. But you've got to help this you've got to help too. Howard TV. You guys do great production.
0: <laughs> Not great enough to keep.
1: Why shouldn't it be that if someone says, Hey, let's pitch Tom Cruise, why don't we have a couple of 30 second donuts the best commercials to show tom cruise who's done our show billy joe david bowie
0: he looks nuts
1: julia roberts Paul mccartney where's the fucking commercial that we-
0: okay now let's this is it, this is the one part where i sort of feel that he almost makes sense if he said it the right way they have had shitloads of guests over the years, but they had Julia Roberts on one time, one time because they were like berating her or something, and she did it reluctantly in like 97. I think there's a video out there, and never had her again. And Gary, in the previous episode, I explained how he went on the rap show and explained, oh, you know, we can't get A-level guests. I understand the idea of putting a reel together, a video, and advertising it on regular like TV or whatever and saying, look, who's on the show. You know, that makes sense. Yeah. But the guess he was getting up until then is David Spade, Joan Rivers, rappers who are, you know, no longer rapping really much anymore, or even producing just like, you know, they're become moguls and they're not relevant. No one cares. No one, Joan Rivers fans care about Joan Rivers at that time, David Spade fans, both of them care about David Spade, but no one else cares.
2: And they're also doing other shows. So it's like this high frequency of guest appearances. So you're not just getting them on Stern. You're getting them other places and they're more visible because of social media. So again, not understanding what your show's worth is. This is a time, an all time high of celebrity saturation because of the pull of social media because it's out of fever pitch and because celebrities are narcissists at their heart. So they're constantly yeah. exposing themselves. If you were a smart man, you would have realized your content is in the contrarian idea that your show is the show. And Mm. it always was. And the celebrities were just fixtures that sometimes came into your world and how they reacted to it. But like a dumb fuck, he went, Uh, you know, full blown dive in the pool like Bianca. Good luck.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> well. the other thing was he, he also didn't quite understand, and at this point you can really tell, he didn't also understand that the celebrity interviews on his show were good because they weren't like the other interviews. Now they're worse than other interviews that they do, like the eight-minute sh- sh- fluff piece. They are like now instead of an eight-minute fluff piece on Colbert, they're se- 90 minutes on his show. By th- uh. 2013, they were already getting like that. So um I don't know Arduist. what the fuck he thinks. Yeah. Did you do you know you go through the questions, guys. Did you do you have jealousy about your brother or sister? Did they were they jealous of you? Uh did you um let's go through the wiki the wiki list of questions? <laughs> do you, you go know to therapy? What I
2: think of like when now when he has an interview, I think of the stations of the cross.
0: Do <laughs> you do you remember, remember the song? <laughs> do you remember writing the song? and i'm yes, like, like
2: oh <laughs> he fell for the third time it's just like <laughs> fucking torture just to get yeah. there <laughs>
0: absolutely
1: we sent to publicists don't have one lady gaga did the show we can't ignore something like that we've got to use that we've got to maximize it <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. Oh, let, me, let me see let me see let me see if i can shit. guess are you laughing at the howard tv action the we want you finger which is close to fist fest oh, or howard I'm doing doing <laughs> <his graph>.
2: float away <laughs> gif that keeps on giving <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> now look this is my favorite part of it looking at him looking at this with this quizzical comical dumbfounded look like the same way Rocky got, and Rocky Two, he's in screen. that cage and he he has to read that. He has to oh, read yeah. that. Um, uh, this that cologne makes <laughs> that aftershave makes me smell real good because it don't ever. Oh, sorry, I didn't see it. I can't read that. Are you taking a screen cap? I'll do it right now just to just to fuck I around. Did. Yeah, so. Yeah, this is... Okay, so this is part of the, the previous slide as well. We want you. <laughs> okay. So
1: I propose that part of our marketing strategy, like Jenny Hutton sends letters, Howard TV is going to be part of this marketing strategy. And they're going to be making some great pitches.
0: That fucking Gabardine is... is, is, is He's digging a hole into his side. He's going to have one of those... What do they call it when they pick away at... um? when people who have um uh when they what's what's it called when someone who's a paraplegic or quadriplegic has um a, a hole in their it starts developing in their skin the and uh, gets no it gets infected what's it called oh jesus christ anyway it'll come back to me it happens because of um they didn't the, the blood flow and they have to keep shifting all the time otherwise they get so, not sores lesions i can't remember it'll come back to me anyway it eats a hole into their skin because they get yeah, infected get
2: bed sores
0: Store. that's exactly it, you got it 10 points for Sam and uh, he's he's like itching at the same fucking thing, I want to know what in God's name is causing that itch
2: Imagine that fucking worm coming out of his hat
0: tapeworm
1: <laughs> And an Uncle Sam hat, Howard Stern wants you and then show oh. them the incredible, in 30 seconds bam, 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 bam the clips, this, to that show them a production piece That tells them a success story like Billy
0: Corgan's. Show them a production piece that shows the host hidden behind a microphone the size of Rhode Island. Show them a production piece (sighs) of this fucking lady Gaga. They already had her on and they would have her on like, I don't know, four or five times. It wasn't like she was a big get at that point. Certain people
2: that I, I, can you picture being in this audience film more like I am feeling so much for Richie Wilson even more now
0: I, I would feel actually you know what I would be fascinated in the way that you when you watch a shitty film and you just can't wait to see how bad it's going to get <laughs> like when you're watching Battlefield Earth or something I don't know it's it's extraordinary
1: and him, selling, him selling those records where is the marketing push why are we not all involved It's bugging the shit out of me, and I don't know why we're not. So we're going to tell publishers everything. We work with you to reach your goals. We give you multiple plugs. No one gives you as many plugs as we do. We sell records. We sell books. We sell product. We sell concerts.
0: So we we said earlier in the first part of this, guys, that one of the mistakes you make is touching the lectern doing like fidgeting. He's been fidgeting. He's scratching his hair. He's scratching his side. Scratch his fucking hole. He's, uh, he's uh, looking constantly. You're not supposed to turn your back on your audience. He's done that about 60% of the time. He's looking at this thing instead of looking at you, the the viewer.
2: Yeah. And his presence doesn't have, his presence <laughs> is awkward, not commanding. It's commanding yeah. in the sense of what the fuck am I looking at? It's distracting. It's not commanding. <laughs>
0: So commanding, it really is like looking at squashed puppies. <laughs> like, geez, I, I can I can sort of make this out. What is this? And he's also this. Like, this is kind of key. This picture he's got here is from maybe two thousand seven, two thousand six. So you want to talk about how current you are, but you're using photos that are ancient. You're using graphics that are ancient. You're using a template that must have been created when they fucking when the Vic Twenty came out. And I don't understand why, in God's name, Sam, he wouldn't give this to a professional to put together. Like, just literally give them the notes and they ha- they come back to him and say, are you sure you meant this? Did you mean this? Money. Yeah, exactly. And ego, do you think, I don't need anybody, I can do this myself.
2: Money, ego, maybe trying to show off. Maybe he thought this was good. I don't oh, know.
0: I'm I'm convinced he thinks it was like the best thing since the freaking first speech of Patton.
1: This is a major push for 2013. <laughs>
2: Wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. Did he? I know the Blast is a TMZ arm. Is this his paid for arm? Like, does he have some sort of business venture with the Blast? That that partner? I wonder when Uh, they came out.
0: So what we've got here, guys, (laughs) is this cocaine Blast? I have no idea. Sam thought it might have been part of The Blast, which didn't come into existence until 2017 of September or so. There's a YouTube channel for The Blast as well. Um, Mike Walters was the guy who started The Blast, which is where all these Beth Stern articles are coming out of, that when we search. And oh, Sam Sam's are... has been inundated with Beth Stern saving the you know wayward kitties of the world Blast articles.
2: It's saving crabs now, Fillmore from deadly balloons, but we, we <laughs> she's ramped up since the, since they started reporting on Stern when the blast the started. Yeah. Well, no, they reported on Stern in the blast, Um, you know, like kind of cutesy articles about him mm-hmm. or about mm-hmm. the show here and there. And then all of a sudden it's reached this fever pitch of every time Beth this must be Buckwald or something every time she posts a selfie of her in a bikini looking mm-hmm. totally fucking average or less than average <laughs> they they say, "Bedstone crushes it and it's now reached a fever pitch of its every other week. This website is now mm-hmm. running full-blown stories about her in a bathing suit. And then they just go into the article from last week. So there's no Mm -hmm. new news happening. So they've tied the crab story in the balloons into she's an environmentalist now to she's saving the planet. And this is all from her just fucking chilling in her backyard in yeah, she's Diane. I mean, it's she's, insane.
0: She's a regular Diane Horsey. Um, I think here, th- here's the article I found from page six and it was from that September when it was released. Three of TMZ boss, I'll read it for everybody who doesn't feel like reading it or is just listening on podcast or what, uh, whatever you. Three of TMZ boss Harvey Levin's top lieutenants are now working for a rival site. It's page six first reported, Levin's longtime number two, Mike Walters, quit to start his own operation. Um, On Monday, Walters announced he's launched theblast.com, and we hear a raft of TMZ alums, including former top-tier staff Gary Trock and Daniel Goldblatt, um, are manning Walters' new site. So as it goes down further, uh, in a New York Times story on Monday uh, announcing the launch, Walters said his team was made up of, quote, journalists from places like People, The Daily Mail, and MSNBC. And then it gives a list of names. So the TMZ, so there's a split. Somebody else was right when they messaged this. It was definitely a split to be like TMZ-esque and doesn't explain, it doesn't have really, it's, it's fairly average, I guess, or mediocre in terms of viewership. And in terms of lead watcher, like viewer retention, something like one and a half minutes that they stay on their site—that's about it. Yeah,
2: they look at one and a half pages, and then they're done. That's the retention for it. We looked up those stats, and we just thought of that because he keeps saying blast, blast, blast throughout this whole presentation. And so this part of me just obviously, since you know, I've been inundated with Captain Planet, Beth, you know, saving the world. One article at a time. Just kind of made me think like, hmm, I wonder if he has anything to do with this.
0: I think in news, it is a term they use for like um, uh, a small piece, like called a blast. And it's supposed to be like a three minute piece on something very short for, you know, this ADHD population we have now where people can't fucking focus on anything, much less maybe our podcast for two and a half hours. But um, they... The so it predates the actual website, but Sam was wondering, do they pay the blast to put these articles and I'm thinking they absolutely have to be paying them. I think they absolutely use their money as shills. We don't know. We have no proof. Um, but corporate wise, why wouldn't Howard's paid? Howard's paid money for TMZ to not run bad stories about him. Why wouldn't he pay a pittance? I don't know, five grand or a thousand bucks say here can write, run this article about beth why wouldn't they and they take the money yeah yeah so it per it, it, it to me it just seems like a shill website there was a couple other ones online i can't can't remember one of them was called like the new lighthouse or something like that it sounded so fly by night that you go this has to be just paid propaganda
2: yeah most of that paid propaganda has gone on a business world <laughs> magazine and razor <laughs> do, you, do you remember you
0: Whale Have a Rock? Do you remember Whale Rock? That was the big announcement. Do announce. you remember like laughter? <laughs> he was supposed to do all these fucking things. He loves the announce, but nothing ever happens. So this is a talent email plus tweet blast. Send, sent monthly, monthly, <laughs> not daily or hourly, but monthly. We email
1: people and we blast them. And by blast them, I mean every month. Our team, our core team is going to make sure that all the key publicists, all the key management artists that we
0: can get to are going to be
2: contacted. Yes, Sam. Most popular. (laughs) He's been on Twitter lately. (laughs) It's for being in blackface multiple times and using the (laughs) N-word in in old 93 clips. So I think this uh, campaign failed.
0: Um, Just a little bit, just a wee bit.
1: No one is going to forget that we exist. We are going to be like Moonies.
0: <laughs> Another cult he had to bring up. We're going to be like Moonies. <laughs> We're going to be like Hare Krishnas. <laughs> 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 I just got this image of Robert Stack going through the airport, <laughs> beating up all these people who <laughs> are trying to sell him stuff. <laughs> It's like Howard Stern. <laughs> right, buy a flower. <laughs> uh. just knocking, knocking their heads in. So the next thing here, leverage friends of the court. Leverage friends of the court. And, and in the six boxes you see, of course, Whitney Cummings, which who is almost non-existent. Has, when's the last time she was on the show, to the best of your knowledge?
2: Oh, she came in to talk about that Netflix special, which I had to watch because... Uh I had to know how awful it was for when she was going to talk about it on the show so I could write an awful scathing review about it which I did okay. but you know
0: and content how stolen bad <laughs> How bad was it?
2: It was awful. Top Whitney, to bottom, worse, than, worse than the
0: leather, leather worse than the leather special which you also gave a scathing review.
2: God, those are so neck and neck. I uh, the leather special was worse, but this one mm-hmm. was not far behind. It's not, you're okay. not winning. You're winning by a hair.
0: <laughs> you're just not losing as badly. Um, Jerry Seinfeld, who was in, Whitney Cummings was in too. Like, I mean, these people did come back, and Jerry Seinfeld, even in 2020, did a Zoom interview with him. So they're still sort of making the rounds here and there. Um, Kathy Griffin, who I don't recall the last time she was on. Um, and especially after the whole debacle with the, um, where she got all that bad police publicity for the Trump photo, the, I think it was vanity fair. Or I can't remember which, which might've been entertainment weekly. I can't remember, but either way she got in trouble for holding a severed head of Trump and even like Anderson Cooper left her high and dry after that. I and mean, it was really, she lost her new year's gig. She lost all kinds of stuff after that from both sides. And I don't think she's been on since has she?
2: I don't care. I don't know. <laughs> okay. John I mean like leverage le- this explain. like let's look at the, I mean this leverage friends of the court which basically means blackmail and like basically say <laughs> hey fuck remember me. And you know what? what except for Whitney Cummings I really don't see what he did for Anyone else, uh, David Letterman helped him, not the other way around.
0: Yeah, not Kathy the other Griffin, way around.
2: I don't know, maybe that was a mistake. Like, what does she have to do with any of this? Howard Stern Adam, and her career had nothing to do with each other.
0: The Adam Levine one, Levine one, it's fascinating to me because Adam Levine was selling millions of records before the Stern show, and he's still selling millions, even though this is a non record buying, you know, sort of generation. No one buys records anymore. I mean, I still buy CDs every now and then from bands I really like because I want them to have the money or I'll get a direct download. I have no problem not having physical copies of shit or it's a gift for someone. But um, the one thing I wanted to mention was um, he, we just, oh God, now it's on the tip of my tongue, uh, Leverage Friends of the Court. To leverage, it reminds me of an old Jackie Leonard bit. Guys, if you don't know Jackie Leonard, I'm going to take you deep into the bowels of comedy he was Don Rickles before there was Don Rickles and uh, he told at the Rickles roast, he said something along the lines of, he goes, I was at the, uh, I was at a restaurant called the leaning tower of pizza, pizza. And, uh, he goes, I'm now a member. I paid 20 bucks and I a uh, hubcap and I'm now a member. <laughs> Italian fellow came up to me. He goes, you are going to join, aren't you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> <a certain> idea. <laughs> the way this leverage, it sounds like you got nude Polaroids of Whitney Cummings. And so you're saying you're going to be on this show, yeah. won't you?
2: Leverage
0: I mean, is this mail. is
2: like, you know, the <laughs> local, this is like the lower version of Epstein's fucking black book. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: But also, like John Stewart, uh, he's gonna go, he's gonna go on to say he did John Stewart's MTV show, which I vaguely remember. We didn't. I posted I didn't have...
2: that clip before, and
0: yeah. it's
2: like, it's really who cares? Yeah. So we did a sh- he did a show. By the way, Howard, besides going on Letterman a lot, which was doing him a favor, hasn't yep. done shit for any of these people, and no. Adam Levine, he's like the most cross over radio person in music. I mean, like he can, mm-hmm. you, any station will play him. He's like easy listening yep. mom rock.
0: Yeah, pretty much. But also teeny bopper and those teeny boppers grew up, but they'll still listen to his, his shit. He does also, you know, how much fucking Adam Levine music goes into movies these days without even realizing it. Like without even going into the film and knowing it, he's writing for soundtracks. He, stuff's getting used in, in so many ways, probably even commercials too, for all I know. But either way, he doesn't need Stern. Stewart doesn't need Stern. Stuart retired. He didn't give a fuck anymore letterman did not need stern ever he was always uh, like a mercy mission to have stern on the show whenever he or beth needed something to plug he would have them on
1: leverage friends of the court what do i mean by friends of the court whitney cummings was doing jack shit. When we found her, she was in clubs. She was going nowhere fast.
0: (laughs) This is also like a Don Rickles line. uh, I saw Lucy. She was working at the Trocadero. She was going nowhere. Um, This is also (laughs) slightly bullshit. Whitney Cummings did the um, hottest chick, funniest comedian thing with April Macy and I think Esther Koo, who's still making the rounds. And I saw her live. She's still doing material from 10 years earlier. And she was just as unfunny then uh, as she was then. Um, she got, she, at that point, when she was on the Stern show, she was writing for Comedy Central, The Roasts. She was writing for The Roasts and kind of made her bones writing jokes. And then she was working for punk I think.
2: She was doing a lot of different TV shows. I remember seeing her a lot on Chelsea Handler mm-hmm. um, because that show was, pretty popular then that e show yeah. that Chelsea Handler had.
0: That's right. And so what happened was she basically did the rounds and eventually she became the it girl comedian because there was they can only have one. They can only only have one at a time that gets this notoriety. Then she had her own show which kind of flopped and then she wrote and co-created um Two Broke Girls and that really kind of made yeah. her not stern. And Two Broke Girls would have been maybe 2010, 2011, something like that. Yeah, I
2: and it, no, it's around that time period. But I do think that he could say like he had something to do with her success or elevating it slightly or something. But the way he's making it sound, he's making himself seriously seem like Carson. And it's yeah, couldn't be farther from the truth.
0: No, and just to give you an idea, just to give you uh, sort of the op- the the uh, surprising take on it, guys, maybe surprising. I didn't hear about her, of course. I'll be the first to admit. I only heard about her through the Stern Show. That was the first I heard of her, and I think a lot of people would agree with me there. Um, Bill Maher, I think, was one of the people who kind of debunked the whole. Once you got on Carson, your your career was set. You know, he said he explained very. Flatly. And even though he, uh, Bill Maher was a very big Johnny Carson devotee, he said, no, by the time I got on, there were too many uh, comics out there. You just couldn't just, it wasn't the, the, the whole thing of getting a sign a sitcom and then becoming a huge success. It was just, um, um, over, it was oversaturated with comedy at that point. So you might get. Shitty neighbor part on some shit sitcom, but you wouldn't get your own sitcom necessarily by that point. You said your life got marginally better. You got slightly, you could use it for better bookings and you wouldn't have to middle anymore, that kind of thing. But it wasn't the same for everybody. Not everybody that made it on Carson got became a huge success. Um but the well, story is yeah. better. When you look at Drew Carey and Roseanne and stuff like that, and Ellen, these are all people that got to sit on the panel, they got to sit on, and they made They eventually did become huge stars, yeah.
1: Jerry Seinfeld had a show called The Seinfeld Chronicles that was about to go off the air. He used our show. This woman was nowhere when she did our show. Jon Stewart used to come on when The Daily Show started and he'd be a regular guest. What happened to this guy? I haven't even fucking seen him in years. On our show, Adam Levine owes us, man. When he was coming in and doing the show, nobody was looking for him before The boys. And David Letterman, I've done his show, I don't know how many times, probably 27 fucking times, and he's only been on our show twice.
0: Okay, let's break that down just for a little bit, guys, because this is important. Seinfeld stopped doing the show after pretty much, yeah, it is true, he stopped not when he got bigger, but because Howard started t- talking shit about him with the um, Shoshana Lonstein thing.
2: Seventeen.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then, with John Stewart, I mean that's all that's all debatable well, some of that's it's not even debatable it's 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 proven that John Stewart's got his got his on a run and he never needed him. It's true and David Letterman never does anybody's show, never did anybody's show. He would rarely no. be interviewed. he was a recluse worse than Wiggy and um yeah, that's just silliness anyway let's continue they,
2: they oh, also too this is just what. This is just what show business is. You make your rounds for certain things. When you were the number one radio DJ in America, yeah, more of these people came around. When you're on Mm -hmm. this platform that you have to bang down doors and throw pamphlets at people, maybe not.
0: (laughs) And especially when you're choosing not to work weekends. If I were him and I'm still going to stay at Sirius or whatever, I would arrange to work uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then you get those certain guests coming through. No one's going during the to the beginning of the week into your fucking New York for anything. No one cares. People do their rounds on the weekends. And then what do you care that your weekends are gone? Because the rest of your week is a fucking weekend. Your life is a weekend. I don't know. Or
2: just like we said, appointment radio is over. What?
0: Yeah. Just just do it from home. Just do it and do it piecemeal. Just put little pieces together and then just arrange them like we do and just fucking make a show. Fuck. Anyway,
1: these guys are friends of the court, which means they're going to get an email. Hey, you know, happy anniversary.
0: Clemenza, sorry, what was his name? uh, uh Sarah, what have you ever done? What have I ever done to make you treat me so disrespectfully? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm it's thinking like,
2: And then now all we have is anniversaries. We're celebrating nothing every day on yeah. the Stern Show.
0: Absolutely.
1: It's been uh, 10 years. Today's the day you were on our show 10 years ago. We
0: haven't seen... Thank you, by the way, for whoever filmed this for doing this close-up. Because <laughs> it's
2: that <laughs> goddamn embarrassing.
0: Yeah.
1: We were there for you when you started. We were there for you the whole time.
2: What? Science helped you with Seinfeld well, Prime. Whitney,
1: where were you? Whitney used to... Uh, Whitney used Whitney Cummings was just on... Uh,
0: Go ahead.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's
2: losing his fucking goddamn mind. He's short-circuiting like a mother. He doesn't (laughs) have any (laughs) semblance to this. He gave this presentation. He thought about it once, and then he got up there, and now he's just hammering nothingness. Just absolute nonsense.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: The... uh... I don't know. Good morning, America. Today's show. She was on a million shows. She finally has something going on, where we'd be interested in her. and She's not doing our show. She does it occasionally.
0: I found that incredibly insulting. She found it. She finally got something going on where we'd be interested in her. In other words, she became big enough to do our show, but she's not actually doing our show. So maybe we're not that big, but no one's no one's drawing to this conclusion, right?
2: Yeah, somebody step up to the front of the class and let him know these people passed you by.
0: Um, if this is, has all the logic of uh, when I tell you it's okay to do this, it's not okay to do this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, we
2: what do you about want? Him. Don't tell me.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Stewart is hotter than a pistol. Why is he not on our show anymore? Let's ask him. Let's invite him to the party.
0: That's got to be comfortable. Hey, why aren't you doing our show anymore? <laughs> why won't you do our show anymore? Uh, yeah, I don't know because
2: just, this full court press that he's like trying to come up with in his measly head is mm-hmm. so stupid. Just I'll I'll give you a, I'll give you a help, Howard. Call them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You've known well, these this... people for decades of time. I mean, well, according... just say. Come down the show. We we right. need you. You're a friend of the court. According, Whatever the fuck.
0: According to, according to Richie Wilson, he got pissed off because he told him outright. He said, Howard, look, does that include you? Uh, well, you've got a roll of decks of famous people. Why don't you call Steve Martin and ask him to come to the show? And Howard was pissed at him. I'm like, well, why would you be pissed at Richie for being very honest about you and saying, use your fucking connections. You're Hampton's buddies with whoever you go. to."
2: Howard Stern.
0: Yeah. Call. Just ask them. And that's what people in the business do. Like, I wanted you to can, guest star on this show. Yeah, sure, whatever. I'll do it. No, yeah, it doesn't work that way for him.
2: Bookie, like you know, on these, on these tonight, on these sort of shows. There's regular bookings, mm. and then if you really <laughs> want a guest or you really want that interview, then you personally go after that. Everyone Absolutely. does that. Geraldo does that. Gail does that. I, they all do.
0: Yeah. And you get, you don't, first of all, if you have a a sort of relationship with someone that you can call them directly, like Letterman, that's exactly what you do. You don't leave it to your fucking assistant. You do it yourself. You have their cell. You think he doesn't have Letterman's personal number after all these years and vice versa?
2: It's so odd. I. I
0: Anyway. Yeah.
1: Friends of the court, we expect you to come in at least two times a year.
0: Yeah. We expect you to come in at least two times a year. We expect you. This is exactly like the godfather when he goes, Johnny, you know, your godfather is really uh, happy about your success, and uh, maybe you can get some of your friends to come to the casino and uh, convince them to uh, perform twice, five times a year. That's exactly what this is. That's him and Johnny Fontaine, Michael and Johnny Fontaine, talking about, you know, you, you, we did for you, you do for us. And that's uh, there's no other analogy that works as perfectly as this. Except the problem is he didn't do for most of these people, he didn't. No, sorry, no. It was by
2: circumstance. It it was by circumstance, chance, luck, timing. That's it. Yeah,
0: it would have been, and it wasn't. I'm trying to think. For example, the um, what was the one thing Florentine did? I think it was Crank Yankers. Crank Yankers was with. um, He did it with Kimmel, didn't he? Like not not with him, but they they sort of made it, gave it prominence. And then Howard started playing all this stuff. It wasn't like they he was discovered on Howard. He got more of an audience through Howard, but it started like rolling down the hill with Kimmel and Corolla, as far as I know, with the man show. Right. So, so I mean... It's not that kind of situation. And year, years later, of course, Florentine would would be the first person to say, "Look, you know, uh, with all those appearances, I got better and better. I got more, you know, notoriety to the point where I can headline my own shows and stuff like that. That's wonderful." But put credit where credit's due. People who are in the business, like for example, like a goddamn Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was a talent. He was going to do something no matter what. But certain people, like Whitney Houston, she would credit Clive Davis for making sure she had the right people. She had a voice. Absolutely. But he gave her the direction and stuff and he was responsible. That's a guy that can claim responsibility for someone's success for the direction Correct. of it. Uh, David Foster, another great, like, great, like, I don't, I'm not a David Foster fan. My wife loves his horse shit, but he was responsible for songwriting for so many big names and that's a guy who can be directly responsible for people's success. Wiggy, not so much. What's he responsible for? Fucking make your penis longer commercials and goddamn squatty potty, you know, (laughs) seeing some kind of bump in sales.
2: If anything if we really like thought about this he's probably more the demise of people than he is of their success.
0: Fuck yeah. I mean cuz it used to be the whole remember I mean, the whole He didn't he,
2: revel in uh, people's success, he revelled no. in people's demise.
0: And he certainly resented people's success. Every time someone gets a Netflix deal, he was bitching about it. Like Chris Rock got 40 million for two specials. Adam Sandler making money like a Netflix special, why aren't I getting those things? Well, what are you going to do with it, Joe
2: Rogan?
0: Joe Rogan on Spotify again. We're going to bring that up a thousand times. I hope it fucking. I hope it curdles every fucking tendril on his head when what it's on. It with
2: Seinfeld, got successful, and you bashed him. <laughs> so I, I don't yeah. see that. So I, I'm not sure what what he thinks he's going to be leveraging out of these people because he resented their success, mm-hmm. and now he wants them all back.
0: It's not even, it's only, only just that too. He thinks people don't have ears like Spade wouldn't do the show for years, right? Okay. Now it's like, he's an employee, he's like an indentured servant, but there was a time when he wrote a time magazine article for him, or I think it was people, I think it might've been people. And he gave him shit on the air when he wasn't there saying it wasn't fawning enough. And for years afterwards, Spade didn't do the show he was pissed. Gary said it on the wrap up show one time. He goes, "You yeah, look, why don't we get Spade in for a roast?" And he's like, "No way, he's not coming in." He's like, he's been to New York for many junkets now and he's given he's pissed Howard shit on him for that article. And then later on when he comes in with Rock, he apologized for it. I I actually was amazed that Howard said, "I'm sorry. I was I was a dick about that." <laughs> he was. But I there are people that would not that. forgive People would not forgive that and they would not forget. So if don't be too fucking surprised if someone gives you the cold shoulder asshole Sandler did for years before he finally came back. And when he did come and do an interview, I don't think he came back. He just came in and he said, he called him out on, it. he said, you were pretty rough on us. And he was, he yeah. was easy on him. I would, I would have given him all kinds of shit.
2: Me too.
0: Yeah. yeah so Cause he used him. to I mean,
2: fucking shit on Saturday Night Live and now it's like old war stories when they come in. I fucking hate him.
0: It's awful.
1: John Stewart should visit us two times a year. I don't think that's too much to ask. I've done his
0: show. We were once your marketing strategy. Who's <laughs> he saying this to? He's saying it to the screen. <laughs> 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 he's, he's looking at it as if John Stewart is right behind that that screen. Seriously, <laughs> <Really? laughs> like, Danielson. Oh. Danielson, go beyond. Go beyond focus.
1: And now we need you to be part of ours.
0: Payback. We need you. Did you hear that? We need yeah. you to be part of ours. Oh
1: God, That's a very so powerful
0: pathetic. word. Oh, yes.
1: Where is the list of people who did our show who we really helped? And why are we not calling on these people to help us in the future? We're talking about the success of the Howard Stern Show. Your uh, job, my job. And this isn't being addressed.
0: Go ahead.
2: Okay why aren't we doing this? Uh, uh, here, anyone, raise your hand. All of you should have your hand up and be saying, because you told us never to bother these people, never to talk mm-hmm. to these people, never to mm-hmm. confront these people. Now, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. we're supposed to have known we should have been writing them letters and pamphlets this whole time and pitches? I'm
0: confused. Like. <laughs> Well, <laughs> in, Where's a, in a, that in a tradi-
2: list, like what? Uh, what?
0: If, when you go into like a PowerPoint, first of all, PowerPoint presentation should be succinct. This is meandering, this is all over the place. It's just like his fucking wig. And at the end of the day, it should be laser focus. You should, there should be no debate, there should be no question as to what your objectives should be as outlined in the presentation, or sorry, as he says, like a presentation. Um, and so. You got people that, whose jobs don't include PR shit, and you're going to make them PR people. I can't wait till we get into the fucking Mike Morales stuff. <laughs> I Can know I it's coming. You,
2: this should have been shortened to just a just a picture of the Titanic and <laughs> that serious logo on it, and just going down and saying, <laughs> "We're fucked." <laughs> we're going down in flames.
0: Get your get your CVs ready, guys.
2: Pack your shit. Because I'm getting on a lifeboat, and you all are getting locked underneath.
0: The only two things—only two things—going down: the Howard TV crew, and uh, well, Ralph.
2: Yeah, this is the violinists at the end of the movie
0: (laughs) (laughs) when the band played on. Yeah, Yeah, they all know they're
2: going down.
0: (laughs) And this—I can't. Oh, yeah, it says PR team weekly strategy. How do we
1: get there? I'm going to put together a
0: core team. And when he says core team, to me, the minute he said core team, I'm thinking C-Org. I'm thinking like Scientology or something. Core team. Now, Now, inherently, he's not wrong to want to organize things better and have people responsible, specific people responsible for Twitter, for, you know, whatever. That's fine. But the way he explains it eventually is like every one of you is going to make a fucking Twitter account, a separate, like three Twitter accounts. Jamie, seven, two, four, one. Hey, Lady Gaga. Why have you, when's the last time you were on Howard Stern show? I'd love to see you. Len, twenty two twenty two, oh oh oh, 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 oh. Like, Adam, Adam, I loved you on Howard's show. Please come back on. Love, XO. <laughs> Zero followers. Fo-
2: yeah, I was going to say two followers. The, and, by the way... This PR strategy team, this should have come at the fucking beginning. This should have yeah. been instead of being like, here's what I want. I want all of this stuff. Richard and Sal, you should be pitching. You should be doing this pamphlets. This you should have started this whole thing out with. We're gonna have teams. Here's the teams. Um, this is what you guys are gonna be responsible for. This is what you're gonna be responsible for. This is how we're gonna execute it. This mm-hmm. is the new direction. Instead, it's just...
0: it's it's okay. well over an hour of this. You gotta say you gotta figure it's what ninety minutes of horseshit. Like this hour plus, a, if it was a Q and A, it must have been like. Well, maybe a little. Maybe it was a little less. Maybe it was twenty minutes of it, mostly just Bowie going. Both is Moth Mar- do I have to report to Marthy? Uh Yes, Gary, you do.
2: What's what <laughs> is your experience in radio? None, zero, None years. whatsoever. Zero point yeah. zero. Point zero. She's burning the company and by, now.
0: <laughs> and by the way, uh, serious staffers who are still there, you're no longer on radio. Remember that when you went to Sirius, you stopped being on radio. <laughs> Sorry, sorry if that escaped your little notice.
1: I'm not going to go into who's going to be on that core team now. I'm still assembling it, but this is going to be done. It's not like maybe we should do this. This is happening. It's happening by March 1st. There'll be a core team that gets put together that regularly strategizes.
2: Strategize.
0: <laughs> this, so, this is so painful. He really should have like subtitles. My vision come
2: true. Vision come true. This is okay. my
0: vision <laughs> Okay, and I'm going to fly out there next week, and I'm going to straighten your ass out. <laughs> and I'm going to make sure that you really get it. I'm going to make sure that you know what a rude, thoughtless little pig you really are. Do you understand? You're a rude, thoughtless pig. So be ready on Friday the twentieth because I'm coming out there. I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to turn around. I'm going to fly right back home. You are a rude, <laughs> thoughtless pig.
1: <laughs> All right, I'm, I got to say something.